You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Whether you're hunting the back 40 or chasing game deep in the backcountry, the all-new Razor Guide Pack from Outdoor Edge has it all. Coming in at only 12 ounces and in a premium wax canvas roll pack for compact storage and travel, the Razor Guide Pack is seven blades in total, including a 5-inch replaceable blade folding knife, a 3-inch replaceable blade caping knife, and the flip and zip saw for wood or bone. For more information, visit OutdoorEdge.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin-cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Average Conservationist Podcast, brought to you in partner with 2% for Conservation. 2% for Conservation's mission is to create an alliance of businesses and individuals that ensure the future of hunting and angling by committing their time and dollars to fish and wildlife. 1% of your time plus 1% of your money equals 2% for conservation. 2% helps businesses and people pair with conservation causes to support things that fit what they care about. Whether you are into hunting, fishing, or just getting outdoors, 2% can help you not only start giving back to wildlife, but get certified for it. Getting 2% certified means you've made the same commitment as popular brands like Sitka, Stone Glacier, and Seek Outside in giving at least 1% of your time and dollars back to wildlife. But it's not just for outdoor companies. Breweries, contractors, coffee roasters, and even piano repair companies have earned 2% certification and stand out as leaders in their communities for doing so. Businesses that are committed to conservation deserve your business when you shop. Learn more about 2% for conservation at fishandwildlife.org. That's fishandwildlife.org. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Average Conservationist Podcast, and I'm your host, Marcus Ewing. All right, so due to some um, scheduling conflicts, I guess, uh, we had to, uh, my guest for this week um, had to reschedule, so uh, you're just going to get me today. Uh, And it's not going to be some very long, drawn-out episode. Um, What I really just want to kind of talk about is... You know, it's springtime, um, you know, here in Michigan, depending upon what part of the state you're in, um, we just got, uh, kind of blasted with snow over this past weekend, um, anywhere from five to 12 inches. And I, I get it, you know, depending upon where you're at in the country, um, you know, getting blasted with snow or getting dumped on with snow has, um, you know, different meanings for, for, for different parts of the country. I, I certainly understand that, uh, here in Michigan though, 
anywhere, you know, if you're, you know, in the southern half of the state, five inches is a, is a good snow. If you're, if you're further north, you know, that 12 inches is probably a bit more, um, what you're used to when it comes to, to getting blasted or dumped on with snow. Um, but it just got me thinking, you know, we, we followed that big snowstorm up, uh, with some nice warm weather. And by that, I mean, this time of year in the forties, um, that snow where I was at over the weekend, uh, started to, to melt by Tuesday, uh, I would say it was mostly gone. Uh, and, and as opposed, or it was mostly gone except for the areas where, you know, you're in the woods, it's not getting a lot of direct sunlight. Um, you know, the snow from the fall or excuse me, from the winter, um, that had accumulated in those areas was still there. Um, so it added to that a little bit for the most part, the snow has gone. And, you know, the, the, the lake that I was staying on this weekend, um, you know, it's probably about a two thirds thawed, uh, two thirds open water. And it just got me thinking about the springtime and the, the spring is, I mean, fall is my favorite season, but spring has got to be a very close second because everything's kind of coming back to life. Uh, you start to see the grass again. Um, maybe it's starting to, you know, it's starting to green up in some areas. Uh, you're starting to see plants and trees come back to life. More wildlife is, is starting to kind of show itself. Turkey season is, is on the horizon, maybe for, for some people, for some States, it's already opened up, but it's the, the springtime is, is kind of this rejuvenation period, uh, if you will. And I think, you know, not only for state or for states, geez, oh, Pete's, I like looked at a word on my desk and, and started to say, you know, not only for, for wildlife, but I think for, for us as conservationists, as individuals, uh, that, that, that rejuvenation, uh, is now for us and coming out of the winter. Um, and a lot, you know, a lot of us are staying active, whether it's ice fishing, whether it's, you know, skiing, snowshoeing, uh, whatever, you know, activity you decide to participate in, which is, is, is awesome. If you're, if you're staying active throughout the winter months, um, but this, this rejuvenation, you know, that the, the days are getting longer, the weather is getting nicer. The, the snow is, is pretty much gone and you get this kind of renewed sense of purpose, if you will. Um, you want to get outside more, you want to be more active, get outside with the kids. You want to go for some hikes, you know, maybe start doing some, some shed hunting, maybe start doing some, some turkey hunting or some spring scouting, um, you know, mountain biking, whatever it is. I mean, there's, there's no shortage of, of things that can be done during the springtime, but that, that rejuvenation that we all feel, what I, I kind of want to talk about, um, is, is using that, that motivation that, you know, that second wind, I guess, um, and, and put that towards some good use when it comes to conservation. And what I mean by that is we've all seen it, especially snowbanks in neighborhoods, in parking lots at, you know, supermarkets or, or wherever. Um, when that snow melts, you see a bunch of garbage, a bunch of trash. And that goes not only for like those parking parking lots or neighborhoods, but trailheads, um, you know, 
lakes specifically or, or specifically especially um, when you think about boat launches and things like that access points um, that that get a lot of plow trucks and, and things like that and all the the debris that's left over from from that season um, what I you know to kind of challenge a lot of us to do is to go out and you know maybe make a morning of it make an afternoon of it whatever the case is and go out and just clean up because especially if you think about you know access points boat launches in in lakes or access points in rivers um, those areas all that that garbage or that trash whatever that is if it's not cleaned up likely it's going to end up in our waterways um, and there's no quicker way to damage and to harm our waterways than than trash and it doesn't take a lot to go out and, and do this, um, especially if you just you know pick one or two access points. Uh, especially, I think about a, a local um, river that I have a local waterway, and very accessible at multiple points. Um, kind of throughout this, there's a big uh, trail, hiking, walking, running, biking trail uh, that runs basically parallel um, or alongside this this creek, and you know. Pick two or three of those. I'm sure a lot of us have, you know, water systems like this in our area. Um, you know, pick two or three points uh, if, you, if if they're relatively close by and just swing through. Check out the, the parking lot. Pick up some trash. You know, do these little things. Start the spring off right. Start, you know, because fishing season, um, you know, for, for, for some states is, is going to open up here. Trout season specifically or, you know, getting on the water. And it's going to mean a, a new influx uh, of people that are going to start targeting these areas. And instead of starting fishing season kind of behind the eight ball, um, let's let's get back to neutral. Let's get back to to homeostasis, I guess, um, and try to get things back to um, to where we want them when we start the season. Now I know that throughout the course of a fishing season, especially spring into summer into fall, you know, there's, there's likely going to be, uh, an accumulation of trash and, and things like that, that just build up from being used by a lot of people. And I think if we can not add to that, um, even more by not getting things cleaned up, um, I think we're, we're in a good spot. Um, what I, I think that, it's easy to to do something like this because really what it does is is it allows us to go out stretch our legs for for a morning for an afternoon um, do some good uh, bring your kids because something like that is is easy to do you can you know hit a trailhead clean up for you know 20 minutes half hour throw everyone back in the truck say all right we're going to go to another one hit another one another 15 20 minutes half hour whatever the case is um, and you can kind of, you know, you can make, um, you can make it very enjoyable because, you know, you get, you get stuff cleaned up and whether you just throw in a big garbage bag in the back of the truck, you, if there's a recept, uh, garbage receptacle there and you can just put everything in there, that's great too. But then it allows the kids, you know, explore a little bit. You can talk about how, you know, mother nature, as I mentioned earlier, is coming back to life, things that are in bloom, um, you know, you can do some, some shed hunting, I guess, um, you know, just for the kids sakes, you know, just to get them involved, to make them, um, active participants in, in all of this. And I think, 
it, it's just an easy way to talk to you know your kids um, about conservation, about leaving things better than you found them. Um, you know, I just what was it last week? I suppose it was. Um, I had the opportunity to speak to um, a local um, Cub Scout uh, troop. Uh, I guess it's Cub Scouts because they were they were pretty young. Um, but I was asked um, by a neighbor of mine who is like the den leader, I guess, that they that they call it. I don't know. I've been out of Boy Scouts for, for a really long time, so I couldn't tell you all the proper uh, terminology. But asked that I come in and talk to his, his group of Cub Scouts um, about conservation. And I was excited because... Um, you know, it's, it's, it's something fun. It's enjoyable. Um, but I, I, prior to going in, I, I really wanted to think about, all right, if I'm five, six years old, what's going to really hit home with me? What am I going to be able to talk about that hopefully has some, some sticking power, some staying power, something that's going to last and something that's going to resonate with them. So I talked very broadly, um, I brought up the term conservation, and it's such a, a a tough word for someone who is not, you know, entrenched in the outdoors or in that lifestyle to really grasp. And I I, I asked, I kind of started things out. And I said, "Hey, did, do you guys know what the word conservation means?" And there was kind of some blank stares, which, understandably so, if I talk to my own kids who are around that age about the word conservation, I get the same kind of blank stare. So I, I kept it very high level and I talked about things that we can do with mom and dad, things that we can do with our friends and kind of started to point out some examples. I said, hey, how many of you have picked up trash? How many of you have planted a tree? How many of you have seen wildlife and, you know, been tempted to, you know, kind of, uh, <laughs> I don't think disturbed is the right word, but you know, you see a bird and you want to chase it or, or you see a rabbit and you want to chase it. You know, I started talking about things like this and yeah, you know, I even took it one step further. I said, how many of you brush your teeth? Right. And of course, you know, all the hands kind of shoot to the air and, you know, talking about conserving water, you know, between, you know, rinsing your toothbrush off or anything like that, you know, shutting the water off and, and conserving water and, you know, all these little things that that we can do, that we can plant this seed of conservation for, for young kids very early and make it relatable. Um, I think that's that's the biggest thing when when trying to, you know, really connect with with our kids, um, you know, with nieces and nephews, you know, wh- whomever it may be. And that's kind of the the way that I went about it. And of course I had to, I think to, to really kind of captivate them, I had to throw these kids some stickers because you know, what six year old kid doesn't, doesn't want a cool sticker that he can show his friends or, or something like that. But I think as, as time goes on and as this, I've talked about this at length with, with various guests throughout the year years, um, the next generation of conservationists are are in our homes um you know our our kids they're our friends kids i mean the list the list goes on and on and in order to to really 
keep the needle moving in the right direction to to keep this momentum that it seems like we're really gaining over the past you know decade two decades between public land movement um you know just all the different bills um, that have been passed in order to keep uh you know programs and agencies funded properly so that they can continue to do their work in order to really capitalize on that we need you know that that next wave to be as prepared as possible when the when the time comes and they are called upon to voice their opinions to carry the torch to you know make sure that when we are all long gone that these resources are are still plentiful that we're not talking about animals that that we grew up with um you know, getting put on, on lists that they don't need to be on or that we don't want to see them on. So I think that starting this stuff early and I'm, I'm going to tie a bow on this. I promise that we all do our part. We all, you know, take a little bit of time to make sure, um, that we're getting people involved, that we're taking this time when, we all feel that rejuvenation when we all are excited to get back, excuse me, get back outside and start enjoying this nice weather, um, you know, and doing the things that we need to do uh, to make sure that this future generation, that it's, it's ready to go when the time comes. And I think that's ultimately, you know, what we need to do as parents, as conservationists is really prepare prepare everyone. And as I said, excuse me, um, take this opportunity, um, to get to kids outdoors. Excuse me. I, I don't know why I'm super short of breath today and coming off of a cold. So maybe that has something to do with it. And I'm not used to speaking for, you know, almost 20 minutes here without having some type of back and forth with someone can can oftentimes be tough but yeah i think that ultimately that was really what i want to talk about today was the rejuvenation and kind of capitalizing on that and being able to set the tone um as we as we kick off you know spring and summer and into fall and have those conversations you know get get the the kids out the family out make a day of it and just you know, go out and do some good. Be be the change that that you want to see. As cliche as, as that is, um, I think that that's that's what we need to do. So I'm not gonna ramble too much more. One, um, every time I feel like I take a break, it sounds like I'm short of breath, and I, probably you listening are like, "Is he gonna cry?" No, I'm not. I'm just <laughs> short of breath for some reason, and that's that's what it sounds like. Um, but yeah, that's just a little a little food for thought for you, um, something that you can hopefully listen to and it, maybe it strikes a bit of a chord and gives you an idea of uh, maybe some things that, that you guys can get out and do. Um, next time you have a free day, a free Saturday, free Sunday, whatever the case is, I know a lot of people are on spring break, uh, you know, this week or, or next week or the week after. And you're probably thinking, gosh, if you're not going on vacation, God, what are we going to do with the kids for a week while they're home from school? Um, you know, take an afternoon, go, go for a hike, go do something 
something fun, get them outdoors, get them some fresh air. Um, it'll be worth it. So that's, that's it. That's what I got for you guys today. Um, not super sexy, nothing that's uh, earth shattering or groundbreaking, but just something that was on my mind is I was uh, up north this weekend in northern Michigan. And as I'm driving back home and, I'm, you know, the, the snow is slowly dissipating, you know, the further south that you get. And, you know, the kids want to be outside all the time now because it's nice out and they can see the grass and, and all this stuff. It's uh, it's just a way for both you and your kids to, to get out and enjoy some, some fresh air, some sunshine and uh, do some good while you're at it. So uh, we will be back next week. Uh, I'm not sure who my guest is. I have to look at my schedule and see who we've got lined up, but I assure you it's going to be another great episode. And uh, I appreciate you guys tuning in, sticking with me. Uh, like I said, shorter this week, but still uh, one that hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed. So until next week, guys, stay safe out there. And remember, that conservation starts with you.